Going down to South Park and have myself a time. Death and sadness everywhere, loneliness and degradation. Going down to South Park, gonna take my woes with me. Nightmares every night, poser spouting, let's go shopping. Heading up to South Park, cause I cannot unwind. I was born with love and rain, I'm only happy when I'm in pain. So I'm going down to South Park to die.
DMC in the place to be, but rhyming on a mic since 83, the K-I-N-G of the M-I-C, and that's all because of your MTV raps, that is. Yo MTV Raps was, is, and will always be hip hop. Yo MTV Raps today. It really was an ambassadorship for hip hop to mainstream America. Back in the days on the boulevard of Linden, we used to keep routines and the presence was written. There were black people behind the camera as well as in front of the camera. It was unheard of. Don't sweat the technique. Hip hop couldn't have gotten this far if it hadn't have been for young TV raps. All black youth that had exposure to cable TV were watching. More importantly, the world at large was watching. It was definitely something that you look forward to. You wanted to watch, you wanted to see who was going to be on there, what are they talking about. You know, it was a big deal. Freedom of speech, let them take it from me, next they'll take it from you, then what you going to do? It created a generation of kids who grew up on this stuff. That's the generation that elects America's first black president. Yo, 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 yo. TV, chicka, 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 FM rock radio segregated popular music by race. When you listen to so-called rock radio, you're going to hear nothing but white performers. And if you cared about black music, you had to go to some other radio station. And when MTV starts in 1981, they basically took the FM rock radio format as their own with pictures. MTV was a creature of this racial segregation. Hey, this is a rock and roll museum. You guys don't belong in here. <laughs> if you look at the first few years of MTV, there are almost no black artists played on MTV. I want my MTV. MTV, music, television, video, music, 24 hours a day, and it's stereo. When I was a kid, you waited for Michael Jackson or Prince or Lionel Richie to come on. You'd have to sit through four hours of Thomas Dolby and Genesis and Duran Duran. The very first rap video to get played on MTV was Rockbox by a new group called Run DMC. Basically, these rappers had to emulate rock and roll in order to get on MTV. The whole perception of rap was it's a fad, it ain't real music. It wasn't real music to MTV. Until one young man actually came to work for MTV who changed everyone's minds. That was Ted Demi. During the 80s, I was working in the on-air promotions department at MTV. Ted Demi was working with me at the time as a PA. I was always a hip-hop fan growing up in New York and just thought that there was a lack of hip-hop music on the channel. And obviously back then, there was still a lack of black music on the channel. 
Almost as soon as Ted Demi gets to MTV, he starts bugging his bosses. Fasten your seatbelt, cause I'm about to float. When are we gonna start doing a rap show? Let's do an hour special. We'll show the 10 best rap videos, we'll do some interviews, we'll do some packages, and you know, let's do it. Due to Ted's perseverance, and I think the lack of interest from anyone else in the company, we were sort of, you know, what the hell, do a pilot for a few grand. Run DMC were our hosts, and we put Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, specifically Will, on camera for the very first time ever. I'm DJ Jazzy Jeff. Hey, yo, I'm the Prince, and I'm Ready Rock C. Hold up, bust this. We want to let everybody know where it's at. It's right here. Yo, MTV Raps. People saw Will and said, that kid right there is going to be a superstar one day. And I remember saying that to Will, and Run got mad at him. Don't say that. Don't encourage nobody. We the kings. When the ratings came in and they sort of jumped off the charts, everybody was like, oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, I remember that Monday getting called into the boss's office and had the smirk on their face. And I was like, what's so funny? They're like, well, we're going to do a show and we want it on the air in two weeks. I was like, okay. Now they have a problem. Who will host this show? Somebody to take people through the world of hip hop. Hey, yo, Fat Five Freddy, kind of live right about now. How y'all like my show? We love your show. Freddie, I had known around from sort of an art downtown scene, and Freddie had been in Blondie's Rapture. Fat was like the godfather almost, the hip hop journalist pioneer. If you got his stamp of approval, then okay, you hip hop. Peter called and said, I'm trying to get this show done. It was all great, it was amazing. But I did not want to be cooked up in that MTV studio where those other previous VJs would be. I'm Martha Quinn, and up next, a very special feature of MTV Music Television. We're gonna go back to music at MTV Music Television. Television. Remember, all of MTV's shows have been shot in this canned studio environment. He says, I want to go to the rappers. I want to go to the streets. Yo, welcome to the premiere of Yo MTV Raps. I'm Fab Five Freddy, cooling out here with the gorgeous. We went to their rehearsal place, which was a dumpy little dance studio, with a camera and Freddy, and it was like we just won it, you know, in and out. Probably did in an hour. The whole little bit around them rehearsing, me trying to rehearse and dance with them. I'm tired. All that dancing. All that dancing. I'm not with it. We didn't even I can't even keep up to. They just took off and they started running around every weekend with Freddie and mostly starting on the streets of New York. You could feel the momentum building, you know, sort of week by week. People started talking about it and it was a pretty exciting time. As soon as we saw somebody bubbling, we would plan to go and focus and see them in their own environment doing what they do, you know? Right now we stand in front of, well, the house where Big Daddy Kane grew up. Fab met me in because that's where I'm from. So, um, you know, he wanted me to, you know, to rep my hood. It was hard, man, you know, a whole bunch of 40 ounces and dice games, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, But, boy. you know, just like the saying is, man, you know, do the right thing, man. You learn how to do the right thing. It suited Fred as a documentarian. 
to go into these various neighborhoods as a way of introducing his viewers to these artists. Yo, check it, I'm doing Yo MTV raps in my house today. Yo, I love to see it because the cable's broken. My grab, I'm sorry, ready to frizz. Yo, what's the first video? Shine Head? Shine Head. Chain Gang Rap. We went to LL's house out in Queens and we did a kind of let's go and hang out with LL and see how he lives at home. He had a really nice customized Mercedes. His grandmother was in the house. I think his mom was there too. From LL's mom, check it out. Yo MTV raps, boy. <laughs> Mrs. Smith, the apple juice is good too. Thank you. I was just at home with one of the, the big rappers at that time. It was always great to see an artist with an interesting story and, you know, have something positive to say. Hip-hop was in those growing stages. No sleep till we're coming upon the building where Beastie Boys started their career. It's right over here, I know where it is. There it is. You want to come inside? To have a show that shows some love for rap like that, I just thought that was the greatest thing that they've ever done on that network. At the end of 1988, the Grammy Awards announced the creation of a brand new category, Best Rap Single. I don't think so. Hello, Cool J was nominated. Will and Jeff were nominated. There was Salt and Pepper, there was JJ Fad, and there was Cool Modi. Those were the five nominees. They were going to give a rap award that year, but they were not going to televise it, which we thought was an insult. We felt dissed. We called for a boycott. The artists nominated said, we're not going to attend the ceremonies. We decided that we would go out to cover it and do a show, a boycott the Grammy party. Grammy nominees, salt and pepper, tell everybody why you are here partying with us and not at the Grammys. Well, really, just because we paid our dues and got our nomination just like everybody else. True, and true. it's just not fair that we're not going to be able to be shown. It's not like there were 50 camera crews who came to see what we were talking about, but Yo! MTV Raps was there. We're selling plenty of albums, we're making an impact, yeah. and we, we think we're being denied what is rightfully ours. What became apparent was we had the hottest post-Grammy party that night where everybody and their mother wanted to come and be there. I remember Dennis Hopper being there, Malcolm Forbes, owner of Forbes magazine, the billionaire. How you feel about rap music? I feel good about it. Oh! That's great. <laughs> I, I, I came here to get the, get the chapter and verse. Little Richard, the great rock and roll legend, he showed up. I think that the Grammys needed the rap. We were amazed and excited at the response to what we were doing. The doors were being kicked open and we were coming in. You all needed it! You should have brought it on! We got away with murder and then it aired. Would you like a crumpet? A crumpet? A crumpet! How'd you like this cookie up your little crumpet? <laughs> you, come on, you got what I need. When you got out there with a bunch of sunburned white kids losing their to Young TV Raps is like, okay, this is real. This is just so dope because it's hip hop. This is our newest video, Night of Living Bases, right here on Yo MTV Raps, boy. Rather than this, I'm talking about. Bang, 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 bang. This 
Yo MTV Raps show that airs on the weekends becomes MTV's highest rated show. Almost unthinkable at the beginning of MTV's history that something like this, black host, black music, would ever happen. Even though Yo had become probably the most popular show on the channel, MTV wasn't quick to put hip-hop videos into regular rotation. And the way you knew this was because Yo was still the only place where these videos were played. It was no internet back then. And so Yo MTV Raps is a great place to see artists from all over and all different regions breaking and hearing their music. And we might have never heard any of their stuff if it wasn't for Yo MTV Raps. MTV says, well, if this is good once a week, why not do it every day? I didn't want to be overexposed on the channel. I just thought like to be doing that every day, plus the weekends was just, you know, overkill. Because Fab sort of like uh, backed off a bit, it opened the door for who would host a show. You know what time it is? Hang on, party people, cause here we go. We're gonna go take the party to another plateau. When it came to The Daily Show, I thought Dr. Dre would be great. Dre was a DJ and he had toured with the Beastie Boys for a while. I went and had a meeting with Peter Darty. He said they're thinking about expanding the show to a weekly thing. So I do this audition tape and out of the corner of my eye, I see this other tall, thin, skinny black guy. He's sitting outside. Ted Demi and I go way back. I had actually grown up with Ed in the Queens, Long Island area, known Ed for a long time. I was a high school security officer at Andrew Jackson High School in Queens, and I started calling Ted. I just started, hey, Ted, you know my knowledge of hip-hop, you gotta get me on. And then Ted said, Dre is kind of funny, you're kind of funny, let me see what happens if I put y'all two together. It might give off a Laurel and Hardy type of thing. You look prosperous, you look healthy. I'm feeling like strictly business, man. They're good, man. Well, EPMD got a new album coming out at the end of the summer. So you make sure you go out and pick it up. I was like, man, if this thing goes, I'd love to work with this dude. And a couple of weeks later, Ted called us and was like, you and Dre, man. This is our know, first show, man. First show. We're number first one. Number, number one. one. We're getting ready to steamroller. So here we go with Ice T and High Rollers on Yo! MTV Raps Today. I was still working at Andrew Jackson High School. And the kids started going, I saw you, and you was on MTV, man. I was like, yeah, I do a show called Young TV Rock. And why are you still here? And I was like, I don't have a contract. I don't know how long this, this, this MTV Raps thing is gonna last. We knew we had to make our hosting job as important as playing the video. We would find stuff on the set. You have such nice hair. You have such nice hair. Thank you. We have hair. We have the very hair. long hair. I'm jealous because we have All for the women. We'd come up with silly stuff like food day. We just cooling out in the basement, having a little pizza, listening to a little good music. Y'all want some pizza? You want some pizza? No, Psych. you can't <laughs> We did exercise day to counterbalance it. Three, two, four, six, eight, nine. Come on, right back. You're on TV Raps, and it's exercise day. And Dre became overnight stars as soon as that show hit the air. And the show continued to grow. There were people who never watched MTV who would tell me, I watch Yo! MTV Raps because of those two guys. They were the perfect after-school remedy. Oh, hi, Tom. We're back. Good yeah. afternoon with the yeah. Yo MTV Raps, the debutante show. Huh, hilarious. They had great chemistry. Would you like a crumpet? A crumpet? A crumpet. How'd you like this cookie up your little crumpet? <laughs> As the Daily Show with Ed and Dre started to grow, they introduced T-Money to us. T-Money was Dre's assistant. 
and would show up just to help Dre. And that's how T-Money ended up on the show. T-Money's characters became, to all of us, iconic in the show's history. Low-level Joe was probably my favorite character. That's Mel Bacon. Ooh, Bacon. Joe was the guy that lived in the in the subway. That's not low level. Yo, that's Oscar, man. That's from the Sesame Street. I'm trying to smell a little bit. You know, I ain't watched in about six, seven months. I definitely remember T-Money as the real Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is Michael Jackson, but this is the real Michael Jackson. This man was abducted in 1973 after the record of Love You Say. Love You Say, yeah. Right. In, in the airport in Louisiana. He looked absolutely nothing like Michael Jackson. I was a clown, you know. Ed found it funny, and so did Dre. So we just we just took it to another level. Rap was fairly new to the people at MTV, so we had a lot of latitude that other shows didn't have. It was very unscripted, very unplastic. And so they go, Dre, I got an idea. Follow me, and you follow. It was an improv. Everything was about an improv. Yeah, hillbilly jumping full effect, boy. Everybody just became a part of it. It was you just you either joined in or you were the the butt of their jokes. Allegedly, yes. Vanilla Ice was a woman. No, 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 I read that in the Globe. And allegedly, Hammer was an MC. Did I say that? No, that's only. Really We're gonna call it Don't get mad. We got away with murder, and then it aired. <laughs> shut up! Sorry. The shut up episode was a result of MTV being asked to have Ed and Dre tone it down. Ed and Dre have been very, very naughty, yo boys. And I'm here to apologize for any past remarks they may have said. We decided that day when we went on, Ed and Dre weren't going to say a thing. They were going to be gagged. I'd like to apologize to everybody in the whole entire world who Ed and Dre has dissed for some reason or the other. Finally, at the very end, they had had enough. Look, this is Ed Love, and we don't apologize to nobody. We ain't sorry. We don't care. Their response to that was that you can't shut them up. They're not going to shut up. They're going to say what they want to say and how they want to say it. Check this out. They fired me but did it in a roundabout punk snitch way. So I caught them on the streets and beat they behind. I just knew he was going too far, so I just put my hand over his mouth. It wasn't yours. I just didn't want him to get in trouble. To see Queen Latifah, she wasn't acting at all back then. It was just, you know, complete rap. It was great. Take to the hotel. You're the king. So be my queen, if you know what I mean. Do the wildfire. Every generation has that one place where everything cool happens. And that's where you find out what you're supposed to like what you relate to, whether it was American Bandstand or Solid Gold or Soul Train. And that's what Yo! MTV Raps was for us. In effect, there were two simultaneous franchises under the name Yo! MTV Raps. You know, Ed and Dre had their show. Fred did what he did. And as the music spread to Miami, to Los Angeles, to Seattle, Yo! MTV Raps followed it. Yo, MTV Raps, and I'm live and in effect right about now. Getting deep into Chicano culture. It's a car thing, and it's a cool thing. Yo, pump this thing up a little bit, homeboy. We are back. Yo, MTV Raps in the ghetto of the Fifth Ward, Houston, Texas, home of the ghetto boys right now. 
They brought you into their world and it lets you see rap from a real organic standpoint and how the artists actually embody the hoods that they come from and the reason why the music is the way it is. The question that I want to know about and a lot of people out there want to know about is the ideas and inspirations behind the song. My mind's playing tricks on me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I got it, I got it. Is it a trick question? <laughs> nah, keep it though, man. It's a, it's a paranoid, schizophrenic, manic depressive point of view. I definitely thought, you know, that we need to get on that show so they can show how we do it, you know, in North Philly. At South Street is where we at, chilling hard with your MTV raps. It was the show to be on if you were in hip-hop at all. Well, this right here, this is like on uh, South Street, the main street, and Fridays and Saturdays is where it be jumping off. The phone started ringing a lot more for shows. A lot of girls start calling, hey, I saw you on the show. My cousin said he saw you on the show. You know, a lot of love in the streets. Yo was great for bridging the gap to let the hip-hop audience know what was going on. That was the first place where people from New York could see what was going on in Texas. People from Texas could see what's going on in Miami. And people from Miami could see what was going on in California. It was like the information source. I know one of my favorite episodes is when they went out and was with N.W.A. and them. Chilling out with N.W.A. and Compton. What's up, y'all? The concept we came up with was they're going to take us on a tour through their hood. Yo, I'm Easy e And we're N.W.A. Rolling down Compton Boulevard on your MTV raps. It was cold-blooded, man. It was like, damn, this is their neighborhood. You got introduced to what Compton looks like. After I saw them on your MTV raps, jaw dropped like, bulletproof vest, what the hell? You can be just standing on a corner somewhere, not doing nothing and get shot. Some guys rode by in like a 64 lowrider, and they looked at me like they recognized me. And I looked over and I threw up the peace sign. Ice Cube leaned over and whispered in my ear, said, yo, Fab, out here, that's a gang sign. If you want to throw up a peace sign, you got to turn your hand that way. I was like, okay. Oh, yo, Yo MTV Raps was groundbreaking because you never saw young black artists expressing themselves about a whole litany of topics. Yo MTV Raps, we do get serious. We're out here to promote voters. Freedom of speech, let them take it from me, next they'll take it from you, then what you gonna do? Get the knowledge you need and protect yourself. Use a condom, y'all, please. Yo was like the CNN of hip-hop. When Ice Cube decided he was gonna leave N.W.A., he wanted to break the news live on Yo MTV Raps. My boy thought that the manager we had was more down with him than I was, so I had to step. That's that's it. Basically, it was a little management riff, and you just felt like it was time for you to go solo. Yeah, management, cool. money, everything. So how's it going now? Everything's straight, platinum. Then N.W.A was like, oh no, we gotta come on Yo MTV Raps and give our side of the story. Let's find out how y'all feel about the situation with Ice Cube. Okay, let's see what easy, how, how easy, easy feels. Who that? Ice Cube, who that? Dr. Dre, what's up with, you know, Ice Cube, man? Come on. 
That's definitely a clear example of how comfortable the artists were. They knew they could say what they wanted to say and express themselves in the way they wanted to express themselves because that's the kind of environment that we had. It really wasn't anybody looking over our shoulder. When Tupac comes on, and he's that comfortable with us. It's, it's the infamous episode where Ed grabs him by the belt. Yo, be quiet, don't say all that stuff. He ended up talking about the movie Menace to Society, and he said that he had been fired off it. You were connected with Menace to Society. We don't really want to go into what happened with your role in Menace to Society right wow. now, because this is not a Menace to Society. We're not promoting Menace to Society. The Hughes brothers had pissed him off, and he had got into a fight with them, and I was like, Pac, don't, just don't. Leave that alone. Let me tell the whole world. All right, tell all them right. how you did with that. to come here and rebuttal today. No, they won't. They better come now. Check this out. They fired me but did it in a roundabout punk snitch way. So I caught them on the streets and beat they behind. The Hughes brothers had filed an assault case against him. What Tupac said about the Hughes brothers and what he did to them was used as evidence against him in the trial in L.A. It's subpoenaed MTV. They got a copy of the show. I was a to the Hughes brothers. And it ain't over. I still got more than Chuck and I just knew he was going too far, so I just put my hand over his mouth. It wasn't rehearsed. I just didn't want him to get in trouble. Lo and behold, it did. I'm gonna catch y'all in traffic and I'm gonna be the Tupac felt so comfortable there that he ended up incriminating himself and he ended up going to jail for it. Mike Tyson's yelling at Dre. Get your fat ass over the fence. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord. He's holding on to a lion ornament, and he snaps it right off the top of the fence, and Mike Tyson loses his mind. Who are you looking for? Oh. <laughs> my wallet in El Segundo. In 1990, hip-hop was an emerging, very powerful force. My wallet in El Segundo. My wallet in El Segundo. was obviously appealing to not just a black audience, but to a young white audience, the same audience to watch MTV. Yo! Yes, yes, yes! Traditionally is a blitzkrieg of hormones, alcohol, and unprotected sex. And going down there with UMT Raps, what they were doing was bringing this hip-hop presence to Spring Break, which really hadn't been done before. Hey, ladies, where y'all from? Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. And over here, where y'all from? Indiana University. Ah. Yo, the college kids is running this town. It's going crazy down here. It's pretty amazing to be around that many chicks just shaking everything, letting it all hang out. It was pretty, it was really wild seeing. This monkey doing just a friend. When you got out there and all of a sudden you're in Daytona Beach with a bunch of sunburned white kids losing their <laughs> to Young TV Raps is like, okay, this is happening, this is real. Yeah. just a friend and he's rocking and you just see a sea of white faces and they know every single lyric it was like yo this is dope this is just so dope it's hip-hop and hip-hop is for everybody we've always wanted hip-hop to be for everybody Sing a little
The show became so popular that everybody from just about every field of pop culture and entertainment wanted to be on it. Movie stars, athletes, top celebrities. It was, it was almost shocking to us. Yo was the party that you wanted to be a part of. There were a lot of people that were on Yo that had nothing to do with hip hop. Like we had legends on the show. Hi, I'm Bill Cosby, and this is MTV. No, you're not. Huh? Kick it old school, all right? <laughs> Bye now. How you like hip-hop? Well, I'm learning more about it, but it's, uh, I see it's a new scene, and it's something that I'm, I'm adapting to, and I think it's pretty interesting. That's real cool. My finest moment was doing the Ed Lover dance with James Brown, a man whose music my parents played in my household for as long as I can remember. This one is the last video of the day. Here comes the Hermione. Oh, it was amazing. I love that. <laughs> I remember after that episode, I went into my dressing room and cried. Yo, MTV raps today, and we're cooling, maxing, chilling, and icing, chilling in a tree with my man Mike Tyson. You know it. This is the power of Yo. Mike Tyson wanted to be on Yo. We actually went to his house. Mike Tyson has a fence behind his house. I gotta help him, man. Don King and Mike Tyson can't find the key to the fence, so we have to climb over the fence because we want to shoot on a golf course. Ed jumped over the fence, and then Mike goes over the fence, and Dre attempts to do it. Raise a rattle again, man. How you feel, man? Feels good, man. No. We got a problem over here, little earthquake. No. Oh man, come on, come on, Dre, man. This is embarrassing. That show was one of the most hysterical things we've ever seen to this day. Mike Tyson's yelling at Dre, "Get your fat ass over the fence!" Oh Jesus Christ! Oh Lord! What's that? If I could just see Dre is, I can't, I can't like Dre just come over and jump. And he's holding on to a lion ornament and he snaps it right off the top of the fence and Mike Tyson loses his mind. You're gonna be mad if Dre break your fence though, right? Yeah, man, because they already broke the concrete. Oh, I got it, I got it. Dre, will you get over the fence? I think Ed was like making a joke about it. This is the second segment of the day now. You behave, let's do this. <laughs> Come on. Mike runs up behind me and goes, oh, Ed, you think you funny? And punch me right here. <laughs> the air just left my body. I just fell out. Boom. Well, Matty better tap to Mike. He must have took a rib out right there. Ed said that was one of the hardest, most painful moments of his life. I'm gonna go see the doctor, man. Where, where you going? <laughs> Quavo was going berserk doing his thing. That's when we saw a little white vial hit the ground, and we were like, what the hell was that? Chuck falls out of his pocket. I had never saw Chuck as angry as I saw Chuck that day. Unbelievable. In 91, Yo! MTV Raps was starting to become a brand outside of MTV. That's when we came up with the Yo! MTV Raps trading cards. Do you will be down with Dr. Dre? Love us? It's the doctor. Ted Demi? Everything was like an avalanche. This is the boom box we're giving away. Ice gonna show you the t-shirts. The official Yo! MTV Raps t-shirt. The Yo! MTV Raps t-shirt was the biggest swag item in MTV history. You know, when you meet people and you want them to do something for you, you be like, get you a couple of your team rap shirts they might what and everybody wanted to be a part of it well it's the la the ti the f-a-h-o-c-y the q-u-double-e and is the reason i must be myself what else but theme hasn't got me suit up selling out sloppy 
your poppy. Live Fridays started around 1991 because the demand for having rap music live on MTV was just too big. To see Queen Latifah, she wasn't acting at all back then. It was just, you know, complete rap. It was great, great, great. I'm allergic to whack crew. You could see live performances that you couldn't see anywhere else. Performing on your MTV raps was probably better than performing in concert. Because you're on your MTV raps. You had to be I followed it religiously. You were going to see an important hip-hop act kill it on MTV, and it was great. Eric B and Rakim doing Don't Sweat the Technique. You're on TV Raps Live. Rakim has a mystique, and nobody really sees him do anything live. So anytime you got a chance to see Rakim do anything was extra special. It was just for the hip-hop viewers, and there was no better place to showcase your work. Right here on Live Fridays, no other show ever has them on their show. He was the gold symbol for lyricism at that time. That was one of the greatest episodes. I still got that somewhere on a VHS. One of my all-time favorite live performances. Public Enemy performs on your own TV raps. Flavor was going berserk, doing his thing. That's when we saw a little white vial hit the ground, and we were like, what the hell was that? Crack falls out of his pocket. Chuck saw it, and the guy who was with Flavor picked it up and put it in his pocket. I had never saw Chuck as angry as I saw Chuck that day. Why you bring crack to the, to the tape? And you gotta have somebody hold that crack for you, Flavor? Unbelievable. The great thing about Yo was they had the right artists at the right time. They respected the Rock Hymns of the world, the Karis Ones of the world, but it also was so much on top of what the new sensation was. The world's first glimpse of TLC was on Yo and TV Raps. That was like a huge accomplishment for us to be on a show like that. And more people started to recognize us, you know, because who wasn't watching Yo MTV Raps? Me and Ed Lover used to be roommates. There was always people coming in and out of the house. In this particular case, I was sleeping. It was 3.30 in the morning, and I just hear, like, the most beautiful voice belting the biggest notes. So I'm getting out like, who is this? And he was like, hey, this is my friend Mary J. Blige. I was like, man, like, she's really good. You got to get her on the show. Yeah, man, what makes you different than the next man seen you last week and you couldn't even speak? Uh -huh. You try to play like Mr. All of That, but now you want to come to me with some chit-chat? Her first appearance on MTV was Yo! MTV Raps. And it was based on that night where I heard her singing at 3.30 in the morning. The same old game you ran last week on Pam. I'm not having it. No, I'm not having it. Everybody wanted to be on Yo! I mean, I couldn't walk into a party without the label representative or the new artists. Be like, when can I come on? Or get yelled at for not playing the video or not playing it enough. Most of the executives already knew if you wanted to get that number one album, if you wanted to get that gold or platinum album, then this is the show that your artist needs to be on. 
the peak of Yo MTV Rap's popularity was between 91 and 92. That's when hip-hop started becoming the voice of MTV. The executives at MTV had started a search for the next campaign, and they weren't happy with anything. We decided that we wanted to do something that was going to be a slogan for MTV. One day I was just like, you know, with MTV, and like it hit me. So me and Ed sketched out the first verse, and Ed was like, yo, that's hot. I told Ted about it, and he was like, this could be the new image campaign of the 90s. Ted took it to the executives, and by the end of the day came back and said, they're willing for us to do a video. Lutter's sitting down and he's real stoic and you know he's doing this thing da 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 da. And I put him in a smash and like his hair was all frazzled and his neck was like this and everybody like gas. It was like what's gonna happen? He goes like this and he goes, that was fun. It was a sign of not only hip hop taking over MTV, but MTV adopting hip hop. Now they was opening the doors. Like, you know what? We do love y'all little ghetto bastards. <laughs> <laughs> This is the last and final y'all TV rats. Let's go straight to Let's get the in party. This. Nothing lasts forever, but you know, it was a good run. Peace out to y'all for seven years of good fun. Yeah. Y'all TV rats will always be number one. one. Hit me! Freddy here, welcoming you to Yo MTV Raps, number one hip-hop show in the world, global, international. Enough respect to the international Yo Posse, England, Japan, Brazil, everybody all around the world. 1992 it was a really exciting time for hip-hop and for Yo MTV Raps because hip-hop was becoming a global phenomenon and Yo MTV Raps would follow that phenomenon. When the Roots first started touring, we primarily stayed in Europe. Most of the English spoken to me, it'd be like, you know, third-hand Ebonics, like, yo, son, like, y'all just the illest group to me. I'm like, yo, like, it's kind of weird that, how do you speak so street? Yo, MTV Rap, peace. Five, five, Freddy. They all have said unanimously that recording Yo, MTV Raps is how they learned English. I've seen the light excite all the freaks. Stack man chips, spread love with my peeps. By 1995, you couldn't turn on MTV without there being a Biggie video on, or a Puffy video on, or a Snoop video on. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. And I just love your flashy ways. This is why they're broken, you so MTV started playing more videos in regular rotation on the channel. It's starting to integrate hip-hop into every facet of MTV. And I remember having a conversation with Dre. I was like, if they keep doing this, we ain't gonna be here much longer. It was decided that the show was gonna come to an end in August of 1995. Yo wasn't needed anymore because hip-hop artists were being treated as mainstream artists. Nothing lasts forever, but, you know, it was a good run. You knew it was gonna end, but when it ends, you don't think about it like that. You think like, oh, they're gonna call us back next week. They're gonna find out they made a mistake. It's gonna be okay. And they never did. <laughs>
Yo, what's up, everybody? Yo, Dre. Yeah, man. Seven years of your MTV raps, and yeah, it all man. comes down to tonight, Dre. The last show was true to what the show was. It wasn't some big planned out finale. It was something that was like the show always was, just organic. Yo, this is the last and final Young TV Rats. Let's go straight to Let's get the in party. That was the day that it really hit people exactly how great a show Young TV Raps was. just a great freestyle session, great gathering of MCs. Best thing about Young TV Raps is when we used to break into freestyle sessions. Word up. One of them out here for us. We're going to kick it off right now. Here for us. We're going to kick it off right now. DJ Scribble on one and two. We're going to start off with the master of the rap game right here. Rock Kim is in the house. They brought the mic to me first. Hey, Rock. What, me first? New days is dawning, new ways of performing. Brainstorming, I write watch tonight, turn the morning. Sometimes I look at it and, and I'm still in awe of how many different rappers that we had there that came to say goodbye. Check, 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 check. Going out, going out with respect. This is the last show, so we gotta catch. Rock him and Red Man and Method Man. It's the method, not the plastic. Man, coming down like our glass sand. Check the tactic. Flow PLO. The freestyle session at the end was a reflection of all the places that MTV had allowed your MTV raps to go. And all these MCs giving you a final verse or a final thank you for allowing us to come into your homes. 1989, we stepped on the scene. Yeah, a brother boy. from Long Island and another from Queens. Hey. Never rapper had my man Fairfly Freddy. And people in the hip-hop ready, y'all wasn't ready. It was a fitting tribute to a show that made hip-hop global. And it's a nice way to say goodbye. Peace out to y'all for seven years of good fun. Yeah. Young TV Raps will always be number one. Yeah. With the show Dog's House, they was watching Young TV Raps. The greatest thing about Young TV Raps was the fact that it exposed hip-hop as a culture and a lifestyle, not just rap music. If you look at the early stars of Yo! MTV Raps. Those become Hollywood stars 10 years later. I can't believe today was a good day. Yo! opened the world's eyes to what else was going on. It didn't just break color barriers at MTV. It broke color barriers in America. It was groundbreaking because it allowed the hood to exist in the mansion in Bel-Air. It allowed uptown and downtown to come together for a common cause, which was the love of music. Get wicked! Yeah. Yeah. 